It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Today on the show, we got Mock Draft Monday, and that is going to be a bigger discussion about the draft and where the depth positions are, and it happens to be places where Green Bay could potentially target early and maybe even often. We'll get to that a little bit later. I want to start with something that I put out there on Twitter and got a lot of reaction, and and frankly, a lot of reaction that I did not think I was going to get. And that was that we should probably be talking more about the potential for Green Bay to target Will Fuller in free agency. If there is a Texan that is not getting talked about enough as a potential place for Green Bay to spend its free agent dollars, it is with Will Fuller. And I say that for this reason. Well, there's a couple reasons. It's not just that they tried to trade for Will Fuller at the trade deadline. What we found out that week was it wasn't the first time Green Bay had tried to trade or at least considered trading Will Fuller, inquired about trading for Will Fuller. And I'd heard over the course of that week, even in meeting rooms, Matt LaFleur is in love with this guy. Just absolutely enamored. They they were, they did, they did overlap at Notre Dame. And LaFleur just thinks the world of Will Fuller. Now he is facing a PED suspension, will be out week one for whoever signs him in free agency. I do think that hurts his market value. And I do think the injury history hurts his market value. No question about it. What we've seen, though, from Will Fuller is he has progressed. I heard from a lot of people that, oh, we, you know, MBS. Great. Will Fuller is better than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Okay, and he is not just a deep threat. He has become a a more complete player than just that part of his game. The injury part very clearly uh, is going to factor into his free agent contract. The projections, you know, if you look at spot tracking over the cap, they do these projections. His market value is 
seven $7 million a year. That's potentially less than J.J. Watt. So if you look at it from that perspective, if you can get him for $7 million, for $8 million, would you rather have Will Fuller and free agent cornerback X than just J.J. Watt? And which, which one makes more of an impact on your team? Now, either way, you're going to have to clear cap. Either way, you're going to have to do some things and, and finesse the salary cap to make it all work. It might be easier to do it with Will Fuller on a long-term deal. I had been told around the trade deadline that one of the reasons why the deal ultimately fell apart with the Packers was Green Bay wanted to sign Will Fuller. They were not going to pay for a rental. So it was going to be, okay, here is the trade. Here's the here's the pick that we will give you and you will let us negotiate with Will Fuller. They wanted to do this. They wanted to sign him. And it was that part of it that ultimately scuttled the negotiations because I, I think, and I'm I am not now reporting this part of it, I'm extrapolating, because that stuff was there and then the deal ultimately fell apart. I am, I feel pretty comfortable concluding that a major driver of, of this falling apart had to do with the money not being there. Green Bay just decided Fuller probably wanted too much and he was having a terrific season and then he gets popped. You know, after the Packers don't trade for him, it was like a week or two later, he gets popped on the PED suspension and it, it ends up, you know, he misses the rest of the season essentially. And Green Bay dodged the proverbial bullet on that one because they didn't make the deal and then you know he has this this missed season and they, and they don't get to have him for a potential Super Bowl run. But if you've signed him to a contract, you know you can still justify it. That Green Bay might have met the draft picks that that Houston wanted if they could have gotten a deal done. The reality became and again this is extrapolation that Will Fuller was going to cost too much. And so, okay, now does he still cost too much? And what does the market look like? Because the free agent market is flush with receivers. Allen Robinson could be on the market. Kenny Galladay could be on the market. Curtis Samuel could be on the market. There, there are a lot of guys here who could become available. Marvin Jones is on the market on a little bit of the lower end, but he is a proven starting caliber receiver who doesn't have the same sort of questions as Will Fuller. So what does that market look like in a league where very few teams have cap space to work with? A prove-it deal doesn't really make sense because that's all short-term money. So that's all year one money. You know, you sign a one year, seven million or one year, nine million, something like that. Well, that doesn't work for Green Bay. What they would want to do is sign him to three years, 27 million and have him, you know, have him be a pretty low base this year with the signing bonus spread out and a lot of money in year three when he's probably not going to be on the team. Remember what Andrew Brandt said last week, this is two years and then we'll see. That's what, that's what any contract is. 
and they they generally don't work out. Okay, but I, the reason I bring this up is you know it was it was written about you know Bill Barnwell and Mike Clay from ESPN were, were discussing this, and and Will Fuller was a name that that they put together, and it, it made me think, yeah, maybe we aren't maybe we aren't talking about this enough because the Packers really like him. They really like him, and and they're going to have an opportunity to make a run at him. So are they trying to keep their powder dry? Are they going to be able to get under the cap and, and do the things that they need to do, restructure the guys? I mean, I think they're probably working on a Zadarius Smith restructure. I think they're probably working on a Devontae Adams extension. They're probably working to see, hey, you know, maybe we can do Jair Alexander a year early just to change some money. They can they can do a lot of different things. It's going to depend on the the current situation. So if Watt ends up being their guy, then maybe you have less of an appetite to go out and get Will Fuller. If they can't get Watt, they can still do some of the same things to create space to go get a guy who's going to cost eight million plus potentially on the open market. Plus. Over the weekend, Disney and the NFL reached a new agreement on a rights deal for, you know, we're talking billions of dollars. Having that in their back pocket, and they're, by the way, they can still be negotiating these other rights, ESPN's and, and Disney's rights were up sooner. So it makes sense that, that there was a little bit more urgency here. So maybe the salary cap is greater than we thought. Maybe they're going to smooth this out a little bit. Maybe it gets to 185, 188, 190, and all of a sudden Green Bay's in a much better financial position. I think J.J. Watt would be smart to wait, wait, and let's see what the cap number is because that might make it a lot easier for teams like Green Bay or Buffalo or Pittsburgh to make a run. Now, John Clayton reported Pittsburgh's out. It could just be you know Green Bay, Buffalo, and and these top teams. The salary cap is going to play a big a big role there. If it's an extended cap, then it takes fewer moves for teams to free up the money that they would need to sign JJ. And it would allow him to get a little bit more money, potentially. He's smart. It, it makes sense to wait. This, this Will Fuller situation also relates to the draft. Because as we've discussed for over a year now, what Green Bay wants to do is take a big swing. They don't, they have not wanted to make, you know, incremental progress. The Devin Funches deal was a lottery ticket. I don't think that was aimed at getting, you know, a C plus receiver. I think they thought, hey, we can pay this very little amount for a guy and he can be worth triple what we're paying him. That was the value proposition with the Devin Funches deal. If they're looking at this draft, and they're going, hey, you know, we really we really should be focused on these other positions in the draft. Corner, offensive line, linebacker, um, you know, running back. Maybe it makes the most sense to spend some free agent resources. You get that big play receiver who you know can come in right away and produce for you. Who has, a you know, a pre-existing relationship in the building with the head coach, no less. And... Then you can go into the draft and you can really attack with, with these other resources. I think there's a reasonable case to be made that Will Fuller plus 
you know, free agent corner X. Doesn't have to be Sherman. Doesn't have to be Peterson. Doesn't even have to be Xavier Rhodes. That that makes that is a better use of of the Packers resources than, you know, 10 million on J.J. Watt, who ideally is going to be a rotational defensive lineman. Now, he's still a really good player and, you know, it, it would really, really boost this defense. But maybe you're looking at the offense going, okay, if the defense is just like fine and and guys make some some progress, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos take another mini step forward together. You see Chris Barnes and Camille Martin take a step forward, you know, and and you still have the guys that that you know are good. Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark. Even if Rashawn Gary is just what he was last year on 70% of snaps as opposed to 40% of snaps, defense is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But you know what? You could be a world beater offensively. You could just be the Chiefs in terms of the explosiveness, the unguardable nature of what you can be in the passing game. You make up for some of the home run hitting that you're losing if, if Aaron Jones exits. If you're Green Bay, I mean, it, it's not a it's not a long leap to make. And there's enough breadcrumbs that they have real interest in acquiring this guy, someone they've made multiple attempts. Remember, after after the Packers signed Zadarius Smith, we found out after the fact that Green Bay had previously tried to trade for Zadarius Smith. I look, I, this is not me trying to stir up something. There are real lines to connect here, real dots to connect, real lines to draw. I'm mixing metaphors. And I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is because I hadn't heard it really at all since the season ended, since the Wolf Fuller trade or non-trade, I suppose. And I, I think there is a, a greater possibility that it happens than we have said, and I, I'm taking responsibility for that because I have this platform and I hadn't thought enough about it. So it's something that I think we do need to be thinking about here as we move into, you know, this is, we're talking about two weeks away from free agency starting. It's, it's snuck up on us. March is here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And just because football is over, you've still got basketball, the NBA, college, both. March Madness is going to be here before you know it. The NHL, baseball is back. Bet Online even covers award shows. Golden Globes were last night. TV shows, reality TV. Bet Online has you covered for everything. They've got every kind of bet you could possibly imagine. A player prop for everything under the sun go to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50 percent welcome bonus on that first deposit bet online your online sports book experts go to the website promo code locked on and they will match that first deposit up to 50 percent. that's promo code locked on hey listen up FanDuel fantasy players your day is about to get 20 percent better this is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. 
And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So my my mock draft Monday, um, I did it with the idea of, okay, what if they do the thing? What if they do the Will Fuller thing? What could their draft look like? And what I also tried to do, and, and we'll be doing this going forward, is trying to take a look at the kinds of players that Green Bay has met with and the the actual physical players, like who are the guys that they have actually met with. You know, we got a couple more names over the weekend. Guys like Greg Newsom II from Northwestern, Trill Williams from Syracuse, um, JV and Hawkins, the running back from Louisville, Tommy Tremble, the tight end from, from Notre Dame. They've looked at a couple tight ends, day two tight ends, Brevin Jordan from uh, Miami, another one. They could be gearing up for the Mercedes Lewis, you know, retirement and just pick another blocking heavy kind of tight end. But I just thought, okay, what if they do make, do they do, they do something Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, something like that. What what could the draft look like? And the draft, frankly, could look like this either way. So I took Newsom in the first. I, I love the kid. He is, uh, uh, he is tough. He's physical. He plays with that dog mentality, and he's a bigger guy. He, he, you know, he's 6'1", 6'2". We'll see some of these official measurements coming out or semi-official measurements. And... Getting a bigger guy opposite Jair Alexander, I think if you if you want your offense to be like a basketball team where you've got point guards and and forwards and and bigs, you probably want your secondary to have some of that versatility too. Um, I, I love that from Newsom. And then in the second, I, I sort of pulled a 2018, and you know I took Ifeitu Melifonwu from Syracuse. Um, they've got the best. They've got the best names. I mean, not just because I went to Syracuse, but Melly Fonwu, Trill Williams, Andre Sisko. It's terrific. Just terrific. You can, you know, you do the thing that you did in 2018 and just say, well, one of these guys is going to work out. One of these guys is going to be able to play for us in, in 2021 and, and at, at worst, 2022. They're both big guys. They both have pretty good movement skills for their size. They're both physical players, physical at the catch point, especially. That's what you want. And I think they, they each can play some of that mixed coverage. Green Bay is going to be playing a lot of zones. So if you're a bigger corner who doesn't have a lot of the, you know, the twitch man coverage ability, then this is this is probably the right system for them. I, I just think that that with one of their first two picks, they're going to take one of these premium corners because as I looked at the draft, I was, you know, when I when I try and figure out who I'm going to watch and when, what I do is I scour you know, the big boards and the mocks from people who I think are smart and who I think know things and who, you know, the ESPN guys, they talk to NFL teams. You know, Mel Kuyper is famous for, you know, using his his rankings. They are in part a reflection of what he hears from teams and from agents and from scouts. So I, I think it's a it's a useful way for me to figure out who are the guys that are probably going to go early. As I was looking at these boards, 
and the mock drafts. Nine different cornerbacks in the top 32. Nine different edge rushers. And eight receivers. Across the the boards and the mocks that I was looking at. There is incredible depth at corner. Incredible depth on the edge. And incredible depth at receiver. The edge does not have those, those blue chip Super elite guys, corner and receiver, both have those dudes with with Fairley and Sertain at the top of corner. And we know the receivers, Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, those guys are, are not going to be on Green Bay's radar. But, you know, who's receiver four? Who's cornerback four? Who's edge three? Who's edge one? Green Bay could be in a position to take those guys. And it could be one of five different guys. And maybe in the second round, they could still get one of those guys that that someone thought was a legit first-round talent at that position in the second just because of how deep the draft is at those specific positions. So you could get someone like Meli Fonwu and you could get him at 62. Someone who, you know, maybe in another year goes top 40, top 50. But because it's a deep class, goes at 62. And then if you if you get a fuller, you get a receiver in free agency, or maybe you just think you're set and one of those, those field tilters isn't there, or you feel like, hey, on day three, we can do a thing. Green Bay, in this mock, I had them getting Jabril Cox, the linebacker from LSU. Guy can run. Guy can cover. He's undersized, but I think that's fine. He is a Joe Barry linebacker to me. Speed, coverability, versatility. I love his fit for Green Bay. Um, and I, I think that's that's the kind of player on day two. You know, there's some safeties and linebackers on day two. Cox is really the only linebacker after the, the top guys that I like. If he's there, I, I really like what, what Green Bay could get there, especially, you know, you get the corners early and you find the, the only guy on day two. You know, the only guy after round one that I really like at that position, that that is great. And then in the fourth round, and I'm, I'm only doing these, these top four rounds because the draft is really only 100 players. I have uh, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. I think they're going to take a running back with one of these, these first five picks. You know, in the, the first four rounds, they've got two in the fourth. Um, and then Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame, who they have met with. They're going to take an edge. They're going to take an edge relatively early, um, especially, you know, whether whether they they cut Preston Smith or not, frankly, I think they're going to do that. Um, maybe they restructure Preston. I, that would be one reason why he's still on the team is you say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to restructure you or we're going to cut you. It's up to you. And the reason we haven't heard is because they're working on a restructure. I mean, it's totally Preston Smith is a good is a good enough player that just cutting him. Maybe it doesn't make sense. I mean, he, your team gets worse if you cut him. Like, you let Kevin King walk. I, I think you can feel pretty good about finding a, a superior replacement for him. You let Preston Smith walk. It's going to be really hard to find a secondary pass rusher as good as Preston Smith on the open market and, and in the draft. It just is. Now, you get J.J. Watt. Okay, yeah, bye, Preston. Sorry. But Dalen Hayes is someone who I like. Again, versatility is going to be the name of the game with Joe Barry. He can play outside. Um, ben Fennell put a, a pass rush rep of him on the inside. Little three-tech, stand-up three-tech, a la Zadarius Smith. And he could do it. 
you know, created created a, a QB hit off that. So I like him as a as a borderline, you know, top hundred guy. In this case, more like one fifty. I think he could be someone who's who's not only just interesting in general, but interesting to Green Bay because of the different ways that he can help this defense. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is truly the best tasting protein bar ever. I am converting more and more of you by the day. And guess what? I have not heard from anyone. Hey, you lied to me. No, everyone loves these things for as much as I've hyped them up. You would think that they could not possibly live up to the hype. And yet, here we are. You guys love them. The Locked On NFL group chat that we have, I I swear Built Bar is the conversation like 60% of the time. And we debate our favorite flavors. Go find your favorite flavor. The bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high Fiber. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on 20. It's a new promo code, guys. Locked on 20 for 20% off at builtbar.com. This episode is brought to you by Wise. Progress is great, isn't it? People listen to music on record players, then tapes and CDs, and now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with WISE, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies, so when you send, spend, or convert money with WISE, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at wise.com slash podcast. I did just want to say one quick thing um, about some of the numbers that are coming out of this essentially uh, workout factory combine. Um, Exos uh, held a, a big um, essentially makeup combine and it was not open to the public, although the combine isn't either. But, you know, NFL Network wasn't there. Media wasn't there. It was for teams. It was for agents, et cetera. And, you know, you see things like Rashad Bateman ran 437, And I think we have to be careful with some of that stuff. We are going to see a greater variance in perception among players than we have ever seen. And I think we're going to see some surprises more than we normally would see uh, because these numbers are inconsistent. And, you know, last year we talked about this a little bit, but I think the teams who rely on the numbers um, may find themselves going, okay, we have to, you know, we have to look at the tape a little bit closer. The teams that rely on the tape a little bit more, maybe they have an advantage. I think, you know, it's always the best to try and marry both of those two things. Um, Green Bay does use the measurements. They care about athletic profile. They want to know that the numbers they're getting are reliable. So how does that affect what Green Bay wants to do? Now, the, the more important stuff, I think, for the Packers is, Is he actually athletic? Usually, you do not need the measurements to know. They want great athletes, and you can see great athletes on tape. It's more important the, okay, is he six foot or is he 5'10 and 7 eighths? Because he's listed at six foot. Is he actually? Well, can we trust these measurements? And, you know, if we can't have players in the building, how are we going to know for sure? And so these measurements, these numbers that we're getting, these 40 times, maybe the only ones we get, 
And so you can say, okay, well, we're going to dismiss them. But they may be the only number. They may be the only numbers we have. They may be the only numbers teams have when they're trying to make these decisions. So, you know, last year Jalen Rager did not put up great numbers at the combine. Didn't run as fast as we thought he would. He put on some weight, um, had terrible agility times, and goes out, drops some weight, and and puts on a show at his taped pro day. Okay, which one is the real guy? Did teams care about that stuff? And he still went. In the first 25 picks, the Eagles took him at 21. So, you know, this is this is something that every team is dealing with. They, the numbers cannot be dismissed out of hand because they're the only numbers that we have. What we should be looking at is if a guy, you know, he has a bad number, then you go, hmm. You, I mean, these are, you could have lied and you still had a bad number. Like that's when you start to have red flags. But I mean, this was, you know, Cam Dancer last year ran something like either like four six at the combine and then comes out and has a video where he's running four three. And it's like, dude, we know that that's a lie. We know that that's not real. Give us a break. We don't insult our intelligence with that. Now he, he ended up playing well as a rookie, but he was not getting drafted because he was a burner. So just like don't insult our intelligence like that. Still. Teams are going to have to rely to some degree on these numbers, and so are we. Now, it's going to make it harder for us when we're looking at trying to find Packers types because they care about things like three cone. They care about things like, you know, uh, weight adjusted speed and stuff like that. And they care about they care about size. Um, they're not going to care about four, three, five versus four, three, eight or, you know, four, four, five versus four, four, eight or anything like that. Like. That those kinds of things are are less important. It's going to be more about what are you, what are you able to do on the field. And I, I thought Daniel Jeremiah made a good point when he said, you know, we have a lot of the next gen data that that shows speed, where you know we don't have to worry about a, a hand timed forty. Now we're going to have to start developing new metrics and new ways to say, okay, this, these are the thresholds that we're looking for. If you're a team that does that, like Green Bay is. But that's all part of the process here. So just something I wanted to, you know, very nerdy and and deep, uh, deep nuance when it comes to the NFL draft stuff. But just something I wanted to throw out there. We're going to be back tomorrow. A lot more coming up as we get set for free agency. Uh, we will have a draft guest this week that I have not yet booked, but I'm working on. So that is all coming up later in the week. Send me your questions. Um, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.